Hello again, it's Tom. It's still Tom. Just uh, another note up top to remind you that we are working through the long tail of our backlog, and by we I mean I am editing them. This is not Rat's fault that our backlog is so delayed. It is solely mine. Anyway, this one's not quite a year old, as the last one was, but almost. Um, I hope you enjoy. Talk again next week. Okay, I've started recording. We're, we're recording a podcast as we speak. Yes, it's true. We're recording Social Distance Warriors, a podcast about um, the pandemic and related um, objects and verbs and adjectives. And my name happens to be Tom. The date today is November 9th in the year 2022, and I am no expert. Hi, I am Rat. I am also not an expert. And um, I guess today is interesting because my fate does sort of hang in the balance of uh, local school board members. But I don't know, that can be just a little teaser, I guess. Mm. <laughs> uh, my, my job situation has changed in many ways since our last recording, which I guess... I can talk about. Yeah, feel free to get into it yeah. to the extent to which you want to. That's Yeah. This is a safe space for that. <laughs> safe space for job talk. I I guess yeah, brief brief job update is um I did not quit my job. My job did sort of like quit me. Um days after we last recorded, um we recorded on uh, like midweek and then that Friday I got a heads up from my union representative at the start of or at the middle of the day that, hey, they're going to suspend you. And then lo and behold, later that afternoon, uh, my assistant principal pulled me aside and said, uh, you are not to report to work on Monday for a failure to comply with directives. Didn't say what. That was about three weeks ago. I still don't know what exactly I did or did not do to get me that suspension, but sort of in that time, I have requested a transfer to a different position in the same school district. And with the assistance of my union, they sort of negotiated a deal of I continue to be um, on paid administrative leave. So I'm continuing to be paid. I have not been to work for three weeks. I have had the discipline notes that were in my personnel file, including the suspension, removed. And the position I am transferring to is technically a pay decrease by a small amount, but I will be keeping the same amount of pay. I don't know how much of that makes sense, uh, because a lot of it is very unusual. This is sufficient enough a deal that like the school board has to approve it. And so they are meeting this evening to do other stuff, not just to sort of sit and talk about me, but um, <laughs> among other things to sort of formally approve um, that transfer. Well, actually, I wasn't going to reveal this until later in the show, but they're <laughs> here. They've, they're, <laughs> they're joining here. us on the podcast. They're here call. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're recording their own podcast. But I <laughs> have heard from like current 
people I am friends with still at my um, middle school that I had been working at, sort of that there has been no communication from the administration about like me even being out uh, and who to go to instead. And uh, for context, uh, at the beginning of the school year, um, our long-term building secretary transferred, leaving me, who had been there kind of three months at the end of last school year, the most experienced building secretary in the middle school, and a long-term sub who recently came on. Now there is currently the long-term sub who is there, and whatever rotating cast of, like, admin members who try and do my job. And it is very chaotic, but my principal and supervisor, we really could not seem to work together. So I at least have appreciated that, like, (laughs) she did this very quickly. Um, At the beginning of the school year, there were things, you know, we were, like, uh, secretary from the high school came and like actually helped me uh like hey here are some things you can improve here are some like procedures you might want to do better here is a time i'm going to schedule to later come help you learn how to do things in the records room that you seem to not know how to do that was on tuesday of the week that that friday i was told that i was suspended so i never really got to like do anything with that um so it's all been very like people i've spoken to at the school have said uh they are shooting themselves in the foot essentially (laughs) and i don't take a lot of like joy from that because again i have like people who uh i co-workers and respect who are still in that situation but god it was a bad time and a bad situation that i was in and so i'm at least like i i have been removed from that situation the job has quit me i i can't help there are things that i can't do anymore um and so at the very least like that has been a weight off of me and i have like mild mild hope that perhaps uh the way that i was treated and that i kind of indicated to some of the people that i trust uh at the school may have some impact uh along with sort of other ways the administration has been kind of hassling and lowering morale with like veteran teachers that that may have some you know cumulative effect Mm. Uh, but yeah uh, i've been in an objectively good situation because again i've been like on paid administrative leave but also kind of like slowly it's very comparable to like when i was under covid quarantine when i actively had covid like trying not to lose my mind with like i am lost all my routine and uh i am more or less uh stuck in one place Mm. i've been doing all right um but that that is the job update (laughs) um so uh if i didn't already mention the position knock on wood should i be uh, blessed (laughs) by the powers that be is gonna be uh they call it a paraprofessional Mm. position um at an elementary school so it's kind of like a teacher's aide or they also call it support staff i may be with a whole classroom of elementary school kids or it's also possible that i may be one-on-one with a student who maybe has uh, special needs or a behavior plan that 
kind of, hey, you would benefit from a one-on-one person helping you do work. Um, And we'll see. The chaos that was known at my middle school does not follow to this elementary school. It's a much more like stable (laughs) administratively and sort of welcoming (laughs) environment. So we'll see. Mm. We'll see how that goes. Schools are weird, and I think school schools are weird. My my impression, based on people I know who have worked at schools in teaching positions and other positions, and I I, I think I'm I, this seems to me to be true, not so much of higher ed where I work, but um, it, it seems to me that um the culture and and happiness of the employees is incredibly susceptible to weird personality quirks of the leadership, mm-hmm. which can sometimes manifest in a form of ego or other forms of you know, hostility. (laughs) And it sounds to me like you were in a pretty bad situation and that whatever directives have been referenced, there are different ways they could have handled that. And it also sounds to me like it's good that you have a union that do you feel like the union has your back? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, was this podcast happening when I was working for the post office. I like that was the first like job I had where there was a existing a union, but I sort of uh, didn't make it past my probationary period. So there was very, they couldn't really do anything for me at the post office. But um, this being my first job with like, I've actually had to rely on and had had a union to be able to help me out. It was like, enormously helpful, even with I I think, Last time we recorded, um, there had been, <laughs> God, a, a number of like discipline meetings I was having with my supervisor. And to even just have them in the room, a union representative in the room to kind of mediate, like it would be kind of like instead of my principal, uh, like reprimanding me and like looking directly at me, it was almost like she was looking at my union representative and kind of like talking about me in third person to relay the information, even mm. having like. Like an intermediary made it much more possible for me to like advocate for myself. Additionally, like I had very little involvement. I I just sort of got advice and indicated, hey, I want a transfer. This is not working. And the union representative and the president of the union were the ones who did um, sort of communication with HR and my principal to like make those arrangements. And like that kind of level of like, I I am immensely grateful that I did not have to have those conversations. So yes, union's good. I (laughs) do uh, pay union dues because they are like required, but uh, I would give them more of my money. Like, they're very good. (laughs) Even when unions have limitations, it it is so much better to be in a position where I have that amount of, like, someone else is there to advocate for me. Anyway, that union's good. Um, In the past three weeks as well, um, I I did also manage to make it out to, there was um, a fundraiser for um, one of the local, like, newspaper workers were on strike for better working conditions. Um, and so I made it out to like a strike fundraiser for um, helping the employees who were uh, not being paid. Nice. Not nice that they're not being paid. Yeah. But <laughs> nice that you were yeah. able to do that. Um, yeah. The school board, were any of them on the ballot in uh, yesterday's election? That I do not know uh, because to me, um, 
school board uh, lives only in my mind as shadowy <laughs> figures. And also, I don't live in my school oh. district where I work, so I wouldn't, I obviously would affect me, but um, I wouldn't have been voting for them. Also, I will confess and admit that I'm not registered to vote and I did not vote <laughs> in my new city in uh, Pennsylvania. So hmm. that's where I'm at. Uh, ideally, I will do that for uh, the next election time but that unfortunately was not my priority well that, yeah that, that that's fair yeah i i would imagine uh knowing what i know of you that you did end up voting how did that go i did i did i usually vote early didn't get my shit together to do that but i went on the day it turned out that my registration was quote-unquote inactive which meant that i was registered but like not registered enough <laughs> Uh, so I had to fill out some extra paperwork and that kind of helped me up. And Did they make you do provisional ballot or was it just like activate yourself paperwork? I just had to, I just had to fill out an activation form. Okay. Um, I had photo ID that, that proved that I really was the person who lived at that address and I could certify that I live there cause I do in fact live there. And so I was able to vote and it was fine. I don't always feel like my vote is incredibly impactful because of where I live, but it was nice to have the opportunity to vote for some third-party candidates who didn't win, but nice to have the opportunity. There were some third-party candidates on the ballot, you know, Workers' Party, Green Party, things like that. Yeah, so I'm glad I did it. Nice. Um, did you get an I Voted sticker? I did. I did not put it on, though. I put it into my wallet and then forgot that it was there because I was going to put it on later and then I just forgot that it was there until – until I, I mean, I still could wear it now because I did vote. Even though I didn't vote today, I, I, I still did voted. Yes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I In a way, I can't talk because I did not vote this election, but I, I have voted in the past and would like to again. But I, I will talk <laughs> and I will say like there there are things that voting I feel are is good and useful for. And there are, you know, like things where um, it, it does feel futile to to vote for um in so broken a system but that's kind of where we're at i think i think for me there is value even to a futile vote mm -hmm. I, I think that there is sort of like a moral spiritual a value in participating or refusing to participate um th these are these are decisions that don't necessarily have significant consequences but uh, outside of me but i feel like they do have consequences inside of me uh, and those those matter. So, yeah. I also have some follow up information to stuff we discussed in our last recording. Yes, let's do um, it. We talked about my neuropsychological testing, did we not? Yes, you did. Uh, you even described some of the um, sort of frustrating uh, aspects of some of the tests that the, they gave to you. Yeah. Well, I uh, I received the results of the test, and uh, the results may surprise you. They, I don't know. They they uh, so. Hmm. The, the main reason I had done this is because I was I, I had I had developed the idea that it was possible that I might have ADHD mm -hmm. or some other, you know, brain thing that a neuropsych test could help me understand more about. And the results of the test tell me that I do not have ADHD, which I don't know if I'd say that's surprising one way or the other. I just uh, OK, so that I can cross that off the list. I didn't find the results of my test all that helpful because um, mm -hmm. I did I did receive a diagnosis. And my diagnosis is other. Nice, nice, nice. Yes, I have other specified neurodevelopmental disorder. Oh, hold on, that's a new one for me. So yours, yours is other, but it's a 
specified. I'm familiar with um, sort of like not otherwise specified as a category. Yours yes. Is- and I don't know what the difference is. Okay. I, because they say it's specified, but, but doesn't sound like do it to me. Feel okay, yes. Yes. So um I, I don't I don't feel like that's a particularly helpful diagnosis. But uh, accompanying the diagnosis was a was a very thorough 15-page report, which had some interesting things in it about my performance on the test. Apparently I did far better on them than I thought I had, which I don't know. I guess that's characteristic of me. I remember when I was in school, I think, oh, I totally bombed that test. And I was like, no, you got an A. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, I'm that kind of uh, obnoxious student. But yeah, I, um, hmm, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with some of that information. The doctor thinks it's possible that I might be on the autistic spectrum, but I don't know. Um, and uh, she wasn't confident. Um, and so... I don't really know what my next steps are, but I did receive a diagnosis and a report full of information that I can carry forward with me and perhaps provide to some other healthcare provider that will give them information to help figure out the answer to the eternal question, which is, why am I like this? Yeah, I do uh, definitely admire sort of your taking, um, I don't know, like taking that kind of like hey, you are curious about sort of what's going on with yourself and you want to know more and sort of like taking steps to get more information, to get different feedback and to kind of like discern sort of like, all right, did I get any useful data or information from this one? No. Okay. What can I take from that? Yeah. There's something that surprised me about the report uh, was that I was being evaluated in ways I didn't understand I was being evaluated. Mm. Like my behavior in like before the test even the quote quote unquote test even began was being commented upon in the report like a subject showed up on time and unaccompanied and demeanor seemed very depressed and he was noticeably (laughs) blunt in his uh desire to get the testing over with which they they said and i mean my response to that is like well they asked me how the testing was going and i figured you know i'm here to get brain testing so i should i should be as honest as possible i shouldn't be like Oh, it's fine. I'm doing fine. If I'm feeling like uh, so, so the observed behavior here is not necessarily characteristic of of my behavior everywhere. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that so that's that's my um, that's the, that's that's where that's where I am now. I, I guess to be continued. Yes, I think I am going to try to um find find a new therapist Mm -hmm. to do ongoing therapy using some of this information to sort of guide me in certain directions but yeah that's that's all i got to say about that how are you feeling about the global covid19 pandemic i don't know if i've like um if this had occurred to me at all, but I'll repeat it if it did. But like, it struck me that like the only kind of large gathering space that I've been at recently where everyone is all masked has been the, um, I go to a queer singing choir and they have in-person rehearsals. And at, at times like the conductor or like if someone is doing announcements, they'll take off their mask to speak. But other than, than that, everyone is masked and even even with that caveat like that has been the most people 
are inside masked experience I've had in months, especially considering like coming from uh, the attendance secretary position I had where I would offer masks at the front desk for people to take. Some people would take them, but um, the whole school at that time did not have a ongoing masking policy after the first couple weeks of school. They did away with that. And uh, sort of other indoor places I've been, it's very like, yeah, no, not, not a lot of people are masking. Hmm. The past few weeks, though, like, I know a lot of people getting hit with flu and or COVID and or, you know, seasonal kind of getting sick again. But it's... Again, that level of like, okay, so I guess we just are are doing, continuing to run things the way they are, but worse now because people keep getting sick and we're not masking or doing anything about it. But yeah, um, it was at least nice to know that I have one place I can reliably go to where it's like, oh, masking is not a discussion. It's kind of a given here. That is at least like a a risk I have some control over. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel like I've I've become <laughs> I've become unmoored from the numbers. My numbers obsession has no, has, has left me. Numbers. Yeah, I don't. Um, you, love, you used to love the numbers. You're right. I used to love them so much. I don't know. The problem is for me that the, a lot of the numbers are starting to feel less meaningful. In that you know our behavior around testing and 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 whatnot is is so is so different from how it has been at various different points during the pandemic. Um, so it feels to me like the only the only numbers that really are telling a story to me is hospitalization numbers and, and numbers of deaths. And, you know, deaths are going down, hospitalizations are going up. That's kind of how it's been for a long time. But uh, it, it does seem like things are starting to, to spike a bit higher in the, the run-up to the winter season, you know, where we all have greater tendency to congregate indoors and get each other sick, so... I don't know. Yeah. One thing I'm expressing, I don't know if I'll actually hold myself accountable on this, but I am curious to kind of like check in more with like um, China's, uh, is it zero COVID or COVID zero policy um, Mm. that like, again, for like contrast and not being an expert, like seems to have worked out a lot better than whatever the hell we were doing uh, in the U.S. and sort of other Western countries were generally doing, if only in the terms of, like, slowing the amount of time before, like, you first get infected, where now, kind of, like, in the U.S., like, people have gotten and are getting COVID, like, on their second or third go-round. To have even delayed or reduced that probably helps. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. But I don't know. I don't know. It's not something I could fact check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not not an expert, unfortunately. Still still not an expert after all these years. We re- repeat it like it is a mantra and also like it is true. <laughs> yep. Um, I have also, since we last recorded, um, I've started dating. Oh. Which is uh, new and uh, I'm still figuring out sort of... <laughs> how how i can think of myself and talk and be a normal sounding person on this um i'm very uh happy and excited about this development um for, former guest on the show <laughs> my roommate uh madison is uh 
who I am dating. Oh. <laughs> and there was there was a fun run up of me um, sort of realizing that I was, in fact, um, attracted to her. And then uh, contacting uh, sort of one of my friends from high school, like, um, hey, what do I do about this? Uh, How do you you tell someone you like them? Here, read this text I'm going to send. Does it sound like something a normal human would say? Having my friend from high school say, no, that does not in fact sound like, do not send that. And then um, sort of broaching the subject and... um, finding that, in fact, uh, we were going to try this out. And it has been something, again, very new, not something I necessarily thought was in the cards for me or my life, (laughs) romance or dating, but I am really, really uh, liking the experience so far, giving review. (laughs) (laughs) A review of date. (laughs) Review of date. (laughs) Yeah, that is is cool. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of the like, um, as you can talk about like waves of COVID or like waves of um, information. This is the like, um, (laughs) sort of announcement (laughs) of, uh, hey, hey, um, relationship status update that I I guess I say, and I've informed you and then sort of, uh, it can be locked away as to whenever the (laughs) social distance warriors backlog gets released to this point yeah released from the vault and so um all the sort of people in my life who i have not yet sort of uh told by that point in the future if they miss the first wave of me telling people um they can they can catch it on the social distance warriors sort of uh repeat yeah it's an exclusive Yeah, uh, I was talking with a different friend from high school uh, about like when they um, sort of were coming out to people as non-binary and their sort of take was like, well, I sort of had a bunch of people um, that I told and sort of times when I had this information and put it out there. And if you weren't in that wave, if you missed it, then you just have to you don't get I'm I did it once. <laughs> you missed it. Catch the wave. So. Yes, you got to catch the wave with uh, Ride the some wave. life announcements. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that is that is neat. That is uh, that is cool. I'm I'm glad that you are um, finding that an interesting and fulfilling new uh, life activity. <laughs> what a fucking <laughs> weird thing to say. I I you are not, I have said so many weird and uh, <laughs> flustered things the past. Uh, few weeks so uh this is this is par for the course okay well that's that's good it's good to know that yes. i'm uh, it's, it's 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 good to know that i'm not dragging the quality of the discourse down <laughs> no you are in fact <laughs> uh on uh exactly where you need where it needs to be the discourse but not elevating it no no we're just sort not of elevated it do you want to talk about action items yeah i would happily talk about action items i have them written down action items i had from last episode were to watch a harrow.linnea or aka david hartline video on youtube and to watch mobile suit gundam the witch from mercury uh did you do either of those i did both of those i only um, did one i only watched the witch from mercury so <laughs> that's all right uh, as I mentioned, I watched the sort of uh, no commentary playthroughs that um, David Hartline puts on YouTube for uh, 
Kingdom Hearts, watching Kingdom Hearts games with my friends. So that was that was sort of built in that I was going to do that. I did also watch, I think the first... It's weird because uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, they start with an episode zero this season. Yeah. So I watched, I think, like three or four episodes, but I, I, it's hard to know <laughs> uh, which numbering and i think i will continue to watch more i think i am in a little bit of a like genre sort of shock of like gundam has a lot of times where they'll just kind of be very mecha uh terminology that to my mind sort of triggers the same like people are doing like sports a really intensive like sports terminology to me and it's uh hard for it to make sense in my mind whereas mm. like if you had the same like fight scene happening and for example the like terminology was about like magic or um different kind of uh supernatural entities i'd be like yeah yeah i understand i'm, I'm with you i get it i can follow that so it may it may uh sort of take <laughs> additional sort of time for my mind to sort of adapt to the genre as I continue watching. Yeah, th- this this series in particular has um like techno babble that's not explained. Like and uh, you know, it's all it's all made up. It's all made up fakey fake bullshit, but presumably it means something to the people who are writing it. So they will say things like, I don't know, like per- per- permit level or or gunned arm or things like that where it's like yeah we all the all all of we characters know exactly what this means uh but we will not explain it to the audience so you i don't know i understand the things i understand and the things i don't understand will either be made clear or won't so yeah that's how that's that's my attitude toward it i'm i'm enjoying the show i think i'm enjoying it a little bit less after the first couple episodes i haven't seen the most recent episode which i think is like the sixth one but um i don't know i feel like the zeroth and first episodes i really enjoyed they're very different from one another but i, I like them both and then i think um I don't know. I feel like it's gotten a little bit repetitive since then. And my my assumption is that there's going to be some kind of like mid-season event that catastrophically shakes everything up. And all these characters who are chilling in a school together, doing school things, are going to suddenly be at war with one another. Uh, because that's, I don't know, that's that's how Gundam is usually, what it's usually about. It's usually about war. So, um, yeah. Looking I, forward to war. Uh, yes. Gotta, gotta, get, gotta get that war. That is, uh, that's, that's my... Uh, I don't know, current status with that show. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I think it might be a kind of um, anime that lends itself for me to like want to wait until at least a season is out and then watch it when I'm able to kind of watch as everything is kind of um, all at once been released. I I, uh, had seen you mentioned that you were also currently watching uh, the Star Wars TV series, uh, Andor. That is an ongoing still being released show is that not yeah episode 10 just dropped and there will be 12 episodes in this season i am uh i guess curious uh any thoughts uh that you have you want to share about that show because uh i <laughs> uh this is how i get my tv recommendations uh, <laughs> making making people uh who have expressed uh, hey here's a show i haven't heard about uh making them talk about it and then i <laughs> then i swoop in uh i love it so much i think it's my like i am a longtime star wars fan uh but i think it's my favorite star wars thing ever honestly i think it blows most other star wars things out of the water and i would recommend it to people who are are 
whether whether you're into Star Wars or kind of medium into Star Wars, or even if you don't like Star Wars, it's still it's still a relatively good show. Um, uh, I say relatively good. I think it's excellent. It's um, it's kind of like a combination of like between like a gritty crime drama and like espionage and politics things. And it reminds me a lot of um, over the course of the past couple of years, I've read a bunch of works by John Le Carre, the author of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And it seems very much like in that mode. So I enjoy it a lot. It's kind of a slow burn because th- there are people who are complaining that nothing happens on the show, which is not really true. But there, some people find it boring just because it's a lot of talking and not a lot of lightsaber battling and stuff like that. But um, it is. In fact, there's been no lightsabers. There hasn't been a single lightsaber, and I would not be surprised if there isn't one for the uh, entire run of the show, which is supposed to be two seasons. Yep, it, that's that's my that's my thoughts on it. I think it's I think it's incredibly good, and uh, it, it makes it makes me happy that I, I feel like critics are responding well to it, and it's getting like a lot of praise on the internet that I think is well deserved. I don't think it's doing as well in terms of numbers for uh, like as some of the other big streaming shows are, but it's also like, um, because it's a streaming show and it's not supported by ad sales, it's still like, you know, the, the numbers don't matter, I guess, as much as they do for regular TV. Yeah. That's my and or thoughts of the week. Well, yeah, I hope, yeah, I, <laughs> I hope, I hope that they continue to get to make their two seasons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a very good robot in it. Oh, um, the robot's name is B2 Emo. And uh, he's just a very good little robot, and he kind of doesn't work. So he has, like, a stammer, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, there's a great scene in the first episode where Andor says to the little robot, he's like, are you able to lie for me? Can you lie for me? And the robot is like, I have adequate power reserves for one lie. And he's like, uh, and he says, okay, I want you to tell everyone that you don't know where I was last night and you haven't seen me. And the robot is like, that is two lies. I will need to recharge. <laughs> Uh, and I think that is the greatest. I am pro robots, robots in Star Wars, funny robots, the funnier, the better. So that's my action item. Watch Andor. Oh, OK. You, you made it a segue. Excellent. OK. <laughs> <laughs> you, you swooped in there and uh, let me write that down. Watch uh, for myself. Uh, where is what streaming service is Andor? That's on Disney Plus. I have my action item prepared that I have to say sometimes I, I work myself into sentences I start and <laughs> I shouldn't have started them anyway my action item <laughs> I wrote down was winter preparedness but that's not quite it so hey can you help me make that an action item <laughs> um I I think you should do like one thing to get yourself ready for the coming winter mm, okay yeah that's good Okay, okay, we made it a... <laughs> hmm. can, we, can we go back to talking about your sentences? Yeah, sure. <laughs> because I um I have edited a lot of different people talking on podcasts over the years. Oh, no. <laughs> and no, it's 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 not this isn't like even a criticism or anything. I, f- I find it really interesting. It actually makes your sentences re- very easy to edit because you you say you get like you you start a sentence and then you kind of like get stuck in it and you you tend to speak in complete sentences and I do not. If you start a sentence, then you will generally finish that sentence. And there may be pauses, but you'll get there. 
Uh, whereas with me, I am constantly, you know, starting a sentence and then deciding midway through, I don't like this sentence. We're going to do a different sentence. Uh, and, or, or I will see, I just did it there. So, and, or I will like, I, that, that was not a sentence. That was not a correct sentence. I'll just double back and, you know, kind of zigzag and, and start things over. So I am much harder to edit than you are. Uh, this, this this is just a thing that I noticed. Interesting, because that's so interesting, because in conversation, uh, sort of the movement or you're continuing to be able to talk and uh, <laughs> disguise maybe the sentence fragments you are saying uh, makes it very easy uh, to, like, converse. Uh, I... I um, that's uh, I, I'll I'll think that over. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, I, <laughs> the the way I am to um, edit because uh, that's interesting. Uh, that is a sort of observational sort of sense of me that I did not uh, know. Mm. Yeah. Th- then there are some people who will just speak in complete coherent sentences that have like that are complete sentences and that don't have gaps in them where they will just. Begin a sentence, continue through it to the end, and then finish it fluently. And I'm like, what's what's with that? Why are you doing what's that? R- what's wrong with those people? Never invite them on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is that is my uh, that's my feedback on your sentences. <laughs> All right. Well, I think um, I think that uh, the sentence feedback is usually our last segment of the podcast. So that means it's time yes. to end the show. Yes. The, the way we uh, the segment for every podcast uh, every episode where we uh, give criticism mm. constructive feedback no the way we end every um episode of sorry uh what's our um twitter at sdw underscore pod over on way- elon musk's personal website twitter.com yep we don't have time to unpack all that right now <laughs> <laughs> the way the uh, wall twitter still exists uh we end every episode by staying distant and also by going the distance 